0: You're listening to Extraordinary Work, conversations about creating change. I'm Terry Yaffe, founder of Try Coaching. Throughout my career, I've worked in many industries from fashion to advertising to sales. I'm a certified executive, career and business coach, and a TV and podcast host. This podcast will connect you with people who work passionately, striving to make a difference in their corner of the world. I hope these authentic and inspiring conversations will help you channel your ability to create change. This is Episode 12, Extraordinary Work, Conversations About Creating Change, is brought to you by Transcend Capital, helping people better understand new investment opportunities and wealth management by exploring high growth opportunities, commercial real estate, and ways to reduce their tax exposure. My guest is Will Sullivan, founder and CEO of Aspiring Better Human. After spending 25 years leading frontline teams at one of the largest and most well-respected museum in the world, the Metropolitan Museum of Art, which often welcomed an average of 25,000 guests per day, Will learned firsthand the art in hospitality, leadership, and most important, human kindness. Will believes that true leaders understand their greatest responsibility is to their employees first and customers second. His motto, kindness and compassion above everything else. With aspiring better human, Will wants to help create change in the workplace by helping leaders build their organization on his philosophy of your people come first. Welcome, Will. Good morning. Good morning. How are you today?
1: I am so excited to be here.
0: Will, tell us a little bit about how you got to where you are today.
1: I talk about this a lot and thank you for the opportunity to give uh, my take on how I became who I am. And really, I thought everything I've done in my entire career was some sort of accident or my career happened to me until I went and took a leadership course at the Columbia Business School. And during that semester there, we went through these incredible exercises, and I found out that I was manifesting and recreating the very large, complex family I grew up in. So I had a career, and I did what I did but I didn't realize until very late into the career that I was just someone who was trying to um, do what I grew up with. Lots of people, lots of characters, lots of chaos. So I'm the person that's usually the last person in the room to realize there's chaos or stress because I thrive on that kind of energy. And that just led me to what I'm doing today. Just connecting with people is what I do.
0: Wow. Um, Interesting takeaway from your past and how it has, in a lot of ways, manifested into your present. And I must say, in a very positive way, most people look at their past and go, oh, my God, let it be in the past. It doesn't define me and I'll create my own future. But for you, it's like you had so many great opportunities that you were able to bring it forward. That's, that's wonderful. So happy to hear that.
1: And my entire career as you well know, Terry is was focused in the public realm.
0: Mm-hmm. Every
1: this shy introverted young man, um, I suppose my love of people and my love of making money, um, mm-hmm. brought me into roles where I was just surrounded with colleagues and customers and clients. And um, again, I couldn't I've had great experiences, horrible experiences, (laughs) fantastic bosses, awful bosses, and it's all good because it just makes you who you are today, right?
0: Exactly. I think uh, all of us can certainly identify with the great bosses, horrible bosses, great jobs, terrible jobs, etc. And I think in a way it builds character and it helps you figure out how you want to move forward. Exactly. In many ways. So um, I'm going to read something you had written. And hopefully, this could be a little springboard as to where you are and how you've created change because I just really love this. Being a leader in an ecosystem which ultimately welcomed over 150 million guests. Taught me much about leadership, hospitality, service, and most importantly, human kindness. Having the honor and privilege to lead thousands of colleagues is an amazing gift and one I truly cherish. True leaders understand their greatest responsibility is to take care of their teams before they take care of the customer. The workplace needs kindness and compassion above everything else. Your people come first i'd like to dissect that a little bit uh, because what i've seen about you and know about you it's really all about human kindness and certainly in today's very chaotic confusing complex landscape the one thing we don't hear a lot about is kindness so one I'd love to hear your take on how you've come up with that and how you're using that moving forward to creating change with what you're doing now.
1: Um well thank you and I I can't believe that I wrote what you just read. You know sometimes we we write things and say things and um I I think about those words and putting that together. And it, what comes to me is the, the leadership. It's an honor and a privilege, without a doubt. And I believe a leader's role is to create other leaders. We need to make ourselves obsolete. It's not about me. And when I think about my entire career, every role I had, every position I was in, I always took it as okay. I've got this position, I have these responsibilities, I'm not doing any of this alone. I'm doing it with colleagues and um, staff members and, and along with customers, visits, visitors, clients. So my approach was always, my early career was a retail career, my later mm-hmm. career was visitor experience. Now I'm trying to do much more on the leadership front, servant leadership, kindness leadership, But um, I didn't realize the kindness bit or the service um, leadership, servant leadership piece until the pandemic hit. I'd always done what I'd done. I had realized that my career wasn't a mistake or an accident. I was creating large families around me, large groups around me, and being part of the community is something that just fills me up. The pandemic hits, and here you are. You're one of the leaders, one of the many leaders of an organization of the city of the world. How on earth do you reopen a place like the Metropolitan Museum of Art after being closed for five months, the world still frightened, not understanding what was happening. And think about the summer of 2020. The idea of going out was quite frightening. No one knew what was going to happen but all of those months being locked down and working with a great group of people on the reopening team and across the city was focusing on the human element of work. Mm. It was focusing Mm. on all of the people. How are we going to take care of our staff? How are we going to take care of our colleagues? How are we going to take care of our um, friends in other museums? And so that just filled me up with um, complete Joy in a very dark time and in a scary time, but it mm-hmm. filled me with joy. And I just, something clicked within me to say, okay, that's what you've been doing, Will. You're not the, the shoe salesman, the jewelry guy, the, the bookseller, the, the ticket seller. You've always been in the people business. Mm-hmm. So after the pandemic, we reopened safely, as you well know. Mm-hmm. And I'd realized, wow, I probably have made myself obsolete in the sense that I've done all that I came to do at the Met. And I had this inner calling with everything I did at the Met, all the wonderful stuff that I participated in, the beautiful people I worked with, the 150 million visitors who came during that, that period of time. I'd realized, okay, I you know, kind of conquered my sandbox, right? The, the Met's not a bad place to have um, had a little bit of fun. And there's a whole world out there. So the kindness piece that I speak so, so passionately about is that that work during the reopening of the city was, wow, you got to touch human um, souls. You, you were, your very first priority was about the people, not the profits, right? Mm-hmm. We all need the profits, we all want the money, I want right. money, who doesn't? But when you put the people first, Amazing things can happen. So that's really how I see my career and why I'm doing what I do today.
0: So yeah, that that brought me to the question I was going to ask. That was a defining moment that shifted your mindset right. to realize the impact you could make. You made an impact at the Met. I mean, a humongous place you know a a a milestone you spent a lot of years there very successful and then which a lot which happened to a lot of people with the pandemic think shifted right being cooped up being at home people started to rethink what was really important to them right absolutely and you had your own epiphany correct that i've done this here i've been here for 20 some odd years it's now time to take this show on the road so to speak absolutely and to to do what so that's
1: really (laughs) interesting um the defining moment, right? I had so much joy in a dark period of time because you're working with people and it made no sense at that particular moment that I decided to leave in mm-hmm. many ways. And, you know, we hear a lot about the great resignation and all that. Mm-hmm. I think of it as the great, oh, you've heard term the great awakening, the great realignment. It's exactly about that. I started to think about time. 30 years, nearly 30 years at the same place, doing many different things, Mm. but at the same place, it just felt as though the world needed more. And I was bold enough to um, believe that, okay, or take that leap of faith, leaving the familiar, Mm. right? Mm. Those galleries, the people, Mm -hmm. everything about it Mm -hmm. was so familiar and comfortable, but something within just said, what you can bring, Will, Right. I was always quite modest and very humble and and um, dimming of my own light, if you mm-hmm. will. I mm-hmm. mean, whatever term you want to use. Right. But then I realized I don't think that serves anyone. It certainly doesn't serve myself. Right. So you could make your next career move. I could make this company I'm trying to build about me. It's not about me. I uh, and upon reflection. Everything I did was to make the people around me comfortable, to empower the people around me whenever I was able to, Mm -hmm. and just um, focus on the power of the individuals coming together. And so that's what within me, that's a burning um, desire. to to speak on this. And thank you for giving me the opportunity to do just that. But I'm also very eager to take on more work, take on more projects, have clients where we do focus on people. And the dream is that you get to build something and you get to build a company where you have others who can far surpass you. And that's that's what keeps me going, is that I want to look for the talent out there and I believe we're at, a, we're at a point in our society where if we don't start getting um, kind, empathetic leadership in everything, small communities, big communities, corporations, we're, we're just going to keep repeating some of this negativity. And I just want to use my um, positivity, if you will, for a greater good.
0: It sounds like you are perched. And ready for creating change, which you did at the Met, certainly, by how you how you looked at the people, and by creating change in them and how they operated, you were able to create change within the organization and It was for greater good and how your team goes out and works with or interfaces with the people at the mat. So with the companies or the people you're working with now, how are you parlaying what you did there to here? You know, Marshall Goldsmith wrote a book, What Got You There Won't Get You, What Got You There Won't Get You Here, which is brilliant. Um, And even though we can take parts of what we use or utilize, it's a different environment, right, than the pandemic. The landscape has changed radically. So how do you... Take all of that and, again, parlay it into what you're doing now with clients, with people, with projects.
1: Uh, My first approach and what I've always done from the very first moment I ever started working, I always was in situations where I didn't know what to do, right? Everything that you start for the first time is new. And you just start connecting with other people. And so today, I don't try to speak about, I guess I can use my past as a reference, Mm -hmm. but what got me to each of these steps and how my career just moved and I took on these projects, I didn't know I was making change. I was just kind of, if you will, the nice goofy guy that raised his hand or often was called upon because... I have that high threshold for crazy (laughs) or chaotic or impossible, and I thrive on that. So my method, if you want to call it my method, my approach is to always find out what needs to be fixed, what makes people tick. So when I left the mat, I thought I was going to take this time and do nothing. I started to work. And there are other people out there looking for someone to come in and help. Team building, coaching, understanding where you could fix gaps in the in mm-hmm. the hospitality model. Mm-hmm. My approach is speak to everyone in the organization. Do not go in with an with an assumption that leadership is right, the the, the front of house staff is wrong, vice versa. Go in open mind. Don't base your assessment or your uh, opinion on any one individual. Talk to everyone and. As you know me, Terry, I can talk all day long and I, can, I love to talk to people. And in conversations, in building relationships, in an organization, any organization, you start to uncover where there are gaps, what needs to be fixed. And most of the time, it's just human connection or communication breakdowns. And if you could fix those things and have people see for themselves what should be fixed, Or to put someone in someone else's shoes that's where i add tons of value and that's what i love to do it's probably what i did around my grandmother's dining room table (laughs) (laughs) with dozens and dozens of people and so i learned those skills at an early age
0: wow um certainly being able to go into organizations and you know certainly create change which is wanted and needed um it's There seems to be a thread in the people that I'm having a conversation with about, well, this is about, of course, creating change, but it's also, and it's also about in service to humanity. And for each of the people I've had a conversation, it's a little different, but it's all about as us coaches say, being in service to humanity, because that's what we do. And that's what probably everyone else does as well. And one of the other things that you mentioned, and I will rattle them off and then I want to (laughs) get perhaps a, a paragraph or two about your thoughts. And what you said, I am the leader who makes the impossible possible. The insanity of high pressure environments sane. The team understand what they do matters and work can be fun, which. Is, I believe, where everything is moving towards. So. Add to those little ditties
1: and
0: uh-huh. how do you see that happening?
1: Again, it goes back to me and my career always being the person to be picked up, picked upon or chosen, let's say, chosen to work on things that were impossible that are messy and complicated Mm -hmm. because I like to fix things, but also um, the impossible possible because of my love of fixing things and cleaning up a mess. It just is something that comes natural. So I don't um, look at a situation, a person, a culture and think this is broken and it can never be fixed. Right. Dig in, find, find ways around it. And I suppose the the other piece that you um, I, I mentioned, fun, right? Go jump to the fun. Mm-hmm. Um, if I can't find joy in work, right? If I can't find mm-hmm. joy in what I'm doing, if I don't have high energy, I can't do it. Now, that doesn't mean that I'm only, you know, you, know, you don't want to be the, superficial, fun person, you know, and we've all been there where you can be in communities, groups, organizations where, oh, today's fun day, we're all going to play a game, right? (laughs) You can't force that stuff. I talk about real fun where it's humans who come together and and they understand their purpose, right? So all of the teams that I've ever had the privilege to lead would need to deliver an end result. They would need to deliver sales, they would need to get a project done, they would need to restock a, a stock room. When you can understand, when everyone understands their piece in the large, larger picture, magical things can happen. Because just have tasks to chip off, mm-hmm. to check off mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. is not inspiring. No. And no. so when you can understand what you do really has a bigger impact, right? You are unloading the truck. You are restocking the shelves. You are ringing up the sale. You are selling the ticket. But when you but when you are able to speak to a group and saying, "Hey, did you know and all of that we've done as a team has generated a billion dollars in revenue and it helped 150 million guests come through?" You don't you don't think of that, but when you understand your piece of it, it's it's magical. So being able to, and you don't have to make a billion dollars, and you don't have to serve one hundred and fifty mm-hmm. million people. If you're in a small community, and you can have an impact on a couple of people, a dozen people in your neighborhood, that is what just fills me up right. with energy.
0: Right. I, I I love the fun piece, and I I believe that when people during the pandemic, people got to look under a microscope at what's my job? Do I really want to climb that corporate ladder at the expense, even though I'm making a half a million dollars at the expense of working 20 hours a day, not seeing my family, not having fun. And that's when a light bulb went off and people said, not really. And I, I love the, of, of, you know, obviously making, the impossible possible, but bringing everyone in and letting them understand you're as important, whether you're the janitor or whether you're the CEO. Correct. It, there's no difference. Right. Each that comes person from my mom. is, well, you're very lucky is important. And that's the rethinking, the redefining, the reengineering today. This is so what's one one last thing you'd like to add um and perhaps it yeah let's go with that one
1: um I would say if you have the privilege to be a leader, if you are um, have that responsibility, trust in the people that are around you, Mm. your colleagues and the people doing the work. I can't tell you how many times I've fallen on my face by believing the idea in my head was the right idea. You put that in the back, right? You have a shape, you have an idea of something, you go out to the team and they will surprise you when you create a safe environment, when you create an environment where they can participate, that's where the magic happens. And Mm -hmm. that Terry is how organizations and our communities are going to change, believe in the collective, right? Right. We're, we're past the point that the leader knows everything. Right. Absolutely. We need to have leaders who bring out the best in others. And that's really, and you do that with a kind heart. You do that with empathy.
0: I think you just summed it up. Well, it's, been such a pleasure i can't believe that we've we zipped through this i
1: know it went so fast <laughs> and
0: so such poignant points and such great insights that you have brought to this conversation about creating change and having it start at the top certainly and have it trickle down to to create a culture of kindness of vulnerability of compassion Thank you so much. This has been wonderful, wonderful. Wonderful. Thank Thank you. you. You'll want to listen to our next episode with Dr. Jeffrey Hull, the executive director at the Institute of Coaching and leadership coach, as he talks about his belief that the world needs a whole new way of thinking about leadership and how leaders need to take a more active role in helping create the changes that are necessary today. Thank you for joining the conversation. For related content on extraordinary work, visit my website, trycoaching.com. I'll be back in two weeks with another conversation. Be sure to follow this podcast so you don't miss an episode. If this resonates with you, I welcome your rating and review. Always remember, when you work with passion and purpose, your work can become extraordinary.